We're going to be reading from Luke chapter 4, verse 1 through 13. Then the Lord, wait, the temptation of Jesus. Then the Lord, full of the Holy Spirit, returns from the Jordan River. He led by the Holy Spirit, led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing at all this time and became very hungry. Then the devil said to him, If you were the Son of God, I'd tell the bread, this stone to become bread, a loaf of bread. But Jesus told him, No, the scripture says, people do not live by bread alone. Then the devil took Jesus up to reveal all, to him all the kingdoms of the world. A moment in a moment of time. I will give you the glory of all of these kingdoms and authority over them. Jesus replied, The devil said, the devil Because said, they are mine to give to anyone I please, I will give it all to you if you will worship me. Jesus replied, The scripture says, You must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil took him up to Jerusalem, the highest point on the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off, for the scripture says he will order his angels to protect and guard you, and will they will hold your hands, and so your feet, you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, The scripture says, you must not test the Lord your God. When the devil had finished tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity came. Thank you. So, I don't know how many people know this, but in about 2017, I wrote, or 2018, for Lent, I wrote a Bible study on the devil and this topic. And it goes through, multiple, uh, I think, eight weeks, and it talks of many topics of the devil and everything. So, if we go to the next slide. So, we're going to go over three big questions. We have, who is the devil? What is temptation? And why did Jesus experience temptation? And we have a bonus question, if you stay to the end. Okay. So our first topic is, who is the devil? Now, the scripture tells us it's bits and pieces of whether the devil is in the Bible, and it's hard to see it, who he really is. But we have a depiction of what the media believes he is. We have a red demon with wings. We have a Netflix original TV show. Uh, the one the, the girls, a very funny commercial. You need to look that up. And then we have an angel. But one thing that is big about the devil is, next slide. Um, so the devil, it was an angel called Lucifer. He was beautiful beyond measures. And he lusts for the throne of God. So he grew greed in his heart. A war broke out in heaven. And then he became fallen and he became Satan. 
One way that we know that this is true is what happens in Luke chapter 10, 18. Yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning striking. So it did happen because Jesus said it himself. And he, watched, he knew Jesus, so they know each other. They, they know one another. Now we're going to go through the first attempt of the temptation. Then the devil said to, to him, If you ate, you are the Son of God. Turn this bread into stone. So this is right after he got baptized. And I think it was like the Holy Spirit and everything. And he said, it's like a good scripture. So he has an opportunity to tempt Jesus because he thinks he's going to break. Because he's hungry. If, if you didn't eat for 40 days, I think you might want something to eat. But Jesus said, no, the scripture says people do not live on bread alone. So this, we go to the next slide, or two, go to two slides. So this is like the tempting of the cookie jar. This reference, I feel like, is a little did because you work at a camp and you say, don't you know the cookie jar? They're like, what's a cookie jar? So, um, the kids are, like, thriving to have one of these cookies. They're, they really want the sweet. But not everyone has a cookie jar. So, it's like a, an addiction or something that, like, you, fills your flesh of hunger. Like, there's people who are on drugs. People are addicted to um, porn. People are addicted to so many more things. Sweets, electronics, and it's a thing that the devil uses as a temptation of you see it, it will soothe your body, it will calm you, it will make you happier. It will boost up. Because like, look at the kids. She, the little girl, she wants the cookie. The little boy, he's like, I'm going all in. And so it, it's, this temptation is a way of, oh, you can see it, you can eat it, you can do it. Now we're going to go to the next temptation attempt. Then the devil took Jesus to reveal to him all the kingdoms in one mo- of a moment. I will give you the glory of all these kingdoms and authority over them. The devil said, because they are mine to give. I please. I will give you it all if you just worship my feet. Jesus replied, The scripture says, You must not, you must worship your God and serve him only. Okay, so this is a fun one I have up here. The next slide is Darth Vader. Okay, so everyone, I feel like everyone should know this guy. He, he's a famous movie, Luke, I Am Your Father. Um, so, but he was a person first, and he experienced temptation. If we go to the next one, he was Anakin Skywalker. When he was nine years old, he was a slave on a planet called Tatooine. He then was saved by a Jedi, which is like the guys with the lightsabers, the wives he wants. Um, he got, because the Jedi were forbidden to marriage, he had to marry his wife, his love, secretly. And in this time of the second movie where he's married, you have, he has bad dreams of his 
mother dying, and then he goes to the planet where she's from, and she's dead. So in the last and the third installment of it, we have him have dreams of his wife dying. But he wants to prevent that from happening. And a person appears to him just like the devil. His name is Emperor Palpatine, or Lord Sidious, or Palpatine. We go to the next slide. He said he would give him all the power he desired if he just bowed before his feet, just like the devil acts. So he did what he was told, so he bowed before them. Now, this is a movie. So, of course, we've never pledged ourselves to one entity to make sure our way was given, right? Maybe? We've never done it? Go to the next slide. We have. We have done it more times than you know. Politicians get up there and say, give me a vote, pledge your vote to me, You'll get money. You'll get what you want. You'll get your beliefs done. But isn't that what Jesus really... I'm not saying that we're like pledging. We're not bowing to our feet with them, right? No. We're just saying a vote because we want, that's how we want to live in society. But what happens when the party is asking you to do more than what you're asking for? What happens when they're telling you, oh, I need this to happen? I, I'm not excluding myself. I have done it. Our past have done it. Mike probably has done it. We pledge our votes to these guys, but we're not like pledging for war. But we are giving our votes. But th- not everyone votes. So, like, if you're younger, you have never done it. Well, you have. You've subscribed to YouTubers. You've bought tickets to concerts. You do this. It all happens, and it's a sin, and that's why. It's, we're human. That This sin is of giving yourself away for it. But our job is we need to know when we just need to stop and say, no, I'm not going to get on your feet. I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to take this because I am a Christian. I am a follower of God. Now we're going to go to our third attempt. Then Jesus, then the devil took Jesus to the top of the point of Jerusalem, the highest point of Jerusalem, and said, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scripture says he will order his angels to protect you, and he will hold you up, and your foot will not hit a stone. You know what part I like about this? The devil was like, okay, he's thrown the scripture on me twice. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say something that the scripture said. But what does Jesus say? Jesus responded, The scripture also says, You must not put your God, the Lord, to the test. So he wants him to jump off and the crowd to see him, because you, if you see in the little, the little people up down there. Jerusalem is like packed. It has all, everyone's there. A big city. He wants him to jump off, everyone will see him, and everyone will be like, oh, the angels are coming down, he is the son of God, and all of that. If, so, he's trying to like glorify, everyone will see him. So we go to the next slide. 
So we have something of super teams. Now, these players come together on one team to have the ultimate goal of being a legend, a Hall of Famer, having the money, having the game winner. So they're trying to build a super team to have glory, to glorify themselves or glorify their teammates. You know, the interesting thing I think, think about is this, with the basketball, like you have LeBron James. I was once told that in the 80s and 90s, you were despised to play with your with another all-star. So, like, you have, uh, let me think of one. Like, Michael Jordan would never want to play with Charles Barkley. But nowadays, you have LeBron James and Kyrie Irving and, I mean, all of them just stacking on teams to see who can get the most at the end of the day and see who can get the most championships. So they're trying to glorify their name. Now, how do we try to glorify ourselves? Some churches, or I'm not going to say names, some churches more think of Sunday service as not a way to celebrate God, but a way to praise themselves. Like, as in, you are worshiping God, but you're trying to settle your ego, too. Or sometimes you want just you want you want to be self righteous and go out like oh I go to on Mondays I donate money to this place on Tuesdays I go to the food bank on Wednesdays I donate clothes on Thursdays and like you're like listing this all on Facebook or listing this all oh this is what I do what are you doing for Christmas um, I'm making a turkey for a family ah I'm better. So they're trying to, you're glorifying yourself. Now, I'm going to read a scripture that I didn't have no idea about. So go ahead. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and of pride of life, comes not from the Father, but comes from the world. So if we break this down, we have all three of the temptations in this one verse. We first, because it's all on earth, for everyone in the world, the lust of the flesh. So that's the hunger. So that's why Jesus Jesus was hungry. That we were tempted to do these things with our bodies. The second thing, the lust of the eyes. You can see all the kingdoms of the world. You see everything in your eyesight. I want, you want it, bow before my feet. Then you have the pride of life. If he would have jumped off of the temple, everyone would have praised him all at once because he was the son of God. Even though he already is son of God, but everyone would come to him because... They see a big light on angels coming down. But here's where it's real interesting. It comes not from the Father, so God creates us. He doesn't create us with sin. But it comes from the world, like in Ad, when Adam and Eve ate from the fruit, the forbidden fruit. The world does this, not God. God is, does, not make, does not make sin. But here, then we go here again. We have Jesus. Now, if Jesus is the Son of God, 
why would he be tempted by the devil? Why would he go through temptations? If he, if he is connected to God and, and such a strong relationship, and we learn this in other books, he, he's strongly connected to the, God, the Father. Maybe Hebrews will help us. Next slide. For this is the reason he had to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become merciful, and he might be faithful, high, a high priest, and to serve God, and that he might make an anointed for the sinner of the people. So, they're saying he had to become a priest to be a servant of God. This is telling us that Jesus was made, if you want, pinch yourself, pinch yourself. Jesus was fully flesh. He was fully flesh. He was like you and me. He had a face, he had a mouth, he could talk, he did everything like God, because he was fully human. So, with him being fully human, that introduced him into the thing that the world created as in sin. Because, we go to John 3.16. Carson. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only Son. Whoever shall believe in him shall not perish. We have eternal life. For God did not send Jesus to condemn the world, but he sent Jesus to save it through him. One thing I didn't talk about the last verse was, so if he's fully human, he's fully vulnerable to pain. So when he died on the cross, that was real. Nail in the arm, nail in the hand, nails, whipped, thorns, that was all real pain. That he suffered because he, God sent his son to suffer. God loved the world so much he sent his son in a horrible place, a horrible place full of sin. If he's pure, God doesn't create sin. He sent his only son into a place that was full of sin, sinful nature. But to save it, he's not condemned it. So he didn't go down there and say, hey, you're sinning. We're going to destroy this earth. You better, get, you better get going. Praise the Lord. No. He sent them to save it through him, with the cross, where he died, and paying every debt that you have done, that we have done. But here's my bonus question. If he sent Jesus to save us, and we went through all the temptations, the flesh, the pride, the glorifying... Everything. I didn't answer one question. How can we go through temptation? Because this is daily. 
This is hourly. This is monthly. This is secondly. Everyone goes through temptations. There's sometimes we have that urge to do something that we're not supposed to do, like the kids, or you have that urge to watch something that you're not supposed to do. You have that urge to put the Bible down and go do something else, or you have the urge not to pray, or you're like, I'm too worried. I can't, don't have time to pray. I don't have time to come to church, all this stuff. But if we go to the next slide, no temptation has overtaken you except what common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond that you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will provide a way out so that you can endure it. Okay? So you're going to get tempted. That's sin. That's going to happen. But God will not, if you're saying you're on a strict, strict diet and there's chips on the table and you're saying you can't have any chips and you say that this temptation is too powerful for me, it's not. God gives you the strength. He tells he will not give you a temptation that you can't handle. So the real thing is you have the choice to say yes or you have the choice to say no. It's all up to you. Another thing I talk about in my Bible study is God gives us something very nice. It's something called free will. It's one of the worst things. I don't know he could have said because he could have made us like robots marching around doing all his good deeds. But no, he gave us a free will. So we have the opportunity to say, uh, chip, dip, yum. Or, no, I'm on a diet. And if we come to this last one, Psalms 28, 7. The Lord is my strength, my shield, my heart trusts in him. And he helps me. My heart leaps from joy, and with my song I praise him. So, as we have in the last slide, we have a shield. I mean, we have a strength to say no to whatever he puts up against us. We have the ability to say yes or no because we're not robots. We're not programmed in this. And then in this scripture, the Lord gives me strength. He gives me a shield. Not an actual shield. That even that would be cool. It's like, if you're a Christian, you get to wear a shield everywhere you go. No sin. My heart trusts, this, now this is for you, you have to do this personally. My heart trusts in him. So that's personal. You can't, I can't tell you your heart trusts in him. Because I don't know your heart. The only one that knows your heart is Jesus and, and God. So that's what you have to handle. And he helps me. Now this is true. He does help us. My heart leaps for joy. And with my song, I will praise so a good way to take for this temptation. So you see the chips, you see the dip, you don't want to take it, you do. You might, eh, I might pray. Pray that God will give you strength, which he already has done. He will use his shield and you just walk away from the chip bag. This story, I enjoy a lot. 
because we are given a man who was created to, who came down to save us. And he fully fleshed, fully human. He had to get baptized. He was born from a virgin. And he went through temptation, like everyone does. He had to go through the devil actually coming. Now the devil, he's there. You don't know where he is. You probably don't see him. You, you can't see him. He's there. The devil can't touch this heart. Only Jesus, God, knows this heart. The devil, he can attempt you wherever, with anything, with, through anything, through anyone. He can come and say, do this sin. It's just one sin. There's higher sins. Like if I do, if I push someone... It's not as high as getting mur- murdering another person, right? Is that it? So he, he's always there. He's always ready, like a snake. He's always ready to snap. Snap you. Trick you. That one trick. But the Lord, your God, gives you strength. He gives you his shield. And you have to trust in him. Let's pray. Lord, I come to you right now in an act of prayer. I ask that you will give people strength everywhere. Here, today, online, in other countries, anywhere in the world, will give them strength to face sin, their sin on every day. I ask this in your name. Amen. How did the Lord speak to you today? Did God remind you of our great high priest? The one who was human just like us, but sinless. Who endured every temptation. Were you reminded of the fact that you have that freedom to say no? In fact, in Titus, in chapter 2, it says, The grace of God has appeared to all men. That grace teaches us to say no to all uh, godlessness and uh, selfish ambition and to live self-controlled, godly lives in this present age. How did the Lord speak to you? Was it about lust of the flesh, lust of your eyes, pride of life? How has God called you to live out this new life where the Lord is your strength and your shield? Those who trust in Him experience His help and experience His grace with us. Today, if you don't know Jesus, if you haven't come to that great high priest and found forgiveness of your sins and the strength to endure, maybe today is your day. Maybe you want to respond. If you're online or right here, uh, say yes to Jesus. For the rest of us, for those of us who maybe know the Lord, maybe today was a reminder that while those temptations come, the Lord has provided us strength. We're going to sing one last song today, and if you have a special need, or if you're wanting to respond to the Lord today, or perhaps join this congregation, you're welcome to come. I'll be at the front, and you respond as God has called you.